Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. A couple questions. Um, to follow up on the border, why has this administration been so reluctant to call it a crisis with a huge uptick in the number of migrants being detained, including thousands of children? If that doesn't qualify as a crisis, what does? Well, because we think that it's most important to explain the substantive policy of what's happening, uh, what the root causes are of why these kids are coming, and why what we're doing to try to solve what is a very challenging circumstance. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. A couple questions. Um, to follow up on the border, why has this administration been so reluctant to call it a crisis with a huge uptick in the number of migrants being detained, including thousands of children? If that doesn't qualify as a crisis, what does? Well, because we think that it's most important to explain the substantive policy of what's happening, uh, what the root causes are of why these kids are coming, and why what we're doing to try to solve what is a very challenging circumstance. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. I'm I am I am all over the place right now. Welcome to the show. Uh Wayne Dupree, Leah, Bella, and Brian Smith. I am trying to um share some of this stuff at the same time. Uh sorry to play that video a couple of times. I thought it was a little bit longer than that. But um Brian, the uh the administration is having a hard time in justifying all those kids uh, at the border. We were talking about it yesterday. It was. We're going to surpass all of 2018 in the first quarter of this year. Yeah. I think we already did. There you go. <laughs> I, they said they said at the end of January uh, it was expected 20,000, and, and they were seeing 77,000. It's and she's she's up there complaining. She's like. Well, we're trying to understand what's going. What? No, no, no. You're gaslighting people. You know exactly what happened. You all summons them. You called them up. You they have Joe to Biden come. shirts on. <laughs> you guys told them to come. Don't play well, me like that. Not only that. that, and don't you think it's quite suspicious that, you know, Texas opens back up. You know they're going to blame if coronavirus <laughs> will go back up. They're yes. going to blame Abbott when essentially it's probably all the illegal immigrants running over here just completely packed full with the disease, yeah. with the virus. Yep. Greyhound and bus is like, you're not getting on here unless you can get a COVID test. Right. And all these policies and all these ideologies that they're putting into place from San Francisco to New York City, I'm I was reading an article earlier this morning and, and it just refreshed my memory and it blew my mind that I totally forgot about the weather underground movement uh, mm. Dorn, uh, Solinsky, and, and all of them, uh, they're in mm. office now. They, they're in academia now. They, they're the ones running the country now from the 60s. Fast forward now. That's why you got the chaos that we have today, because that's what they want. They inherently, they want crazy chaos 
and then claim to fix it. I will fix the chaos. Well, it was easy during Joe's campaign to talk all they wanted and say what they could do and what they will do. But it's really hard when you start proving that you're not doing all those things or you're doing them and then the repercussions come in. So at some point, there'll be egg on his face with these bad decisions. And we're right, starting but, to see that. I mean, don't cover, well, I, I don't know, you think they're covering Cuomo well or not? Well, I mean, his I, book deal just shut down. A sixth woman came out. Okay. Um, six? Yeah. yeah, six. Normally when there's six, there's a hundred. So I'm sure there's a lot more than that. It's <laughs> like deer. Six. It's just, it's yeah. Six. So, uh, yeah, I think that you, I think that uh, Como is just slowly trying to get out okay. of this with a little bit of class, but I think he's done. And it's just a matter of time until we see that. Well, Leo, to well Leo Torres said that um, he, he will survive it, but he's political poison. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, He's not, no one's like, going to want to touch him. Well, just like Hillary Clinton, she, she is political poison. And, and I think I, I don't see her coming back into politics, although it was floated. But she's so wretchedly awful that I don't think they'll bring her back either. But she survived. Yeah, yeah I mean, everything she touched, yeah, turned to absolute crap. So I would assume it's going to be the same with him. Let me with tell Tom. you, um, this show is being brought to you by Birchgold.com. Forward slash Wayne, like we were saying, or like we have been trying to let you know, uh, the Congress is Congress is out there right now. Um, they are voting today on HR one. Oh God! I think. So with the with the money and all that stuff and everything, well, yeah, the money is has to do with hr one t right they're both the same thing well if anything the democrats vote on always ends up uprooting our stock market and turning it sideways so okay, yeah everything well, yeah. has to do with our money yeah um right now they're voting on it it's going to pass the house so it's going to go to biden's desk so much money uh they i don't know where they're getting it i don't know where to get in the trees because California burned down, but I, I mean, I, I I don't know where they're getting all the all the trees to make this money. But one constant is the elementals, which is gold by gold, and at birchgold.com, they will send you a free information kit. Just all you have to do is sign up, and then you will get some more information about how to invest, and then you can do something for your kids that Congress keeps telling you that they're doing, but you can do it yourself. Well, it's zero cost to request the kit. So remember that there's no, no obligations and it's zero cost. And um, they actually specialize in gold IRAs. So you can convert a portion of your IRA or your 401k into an IRA backed fit by physical precious gold. So fight for your financial future. Go to birchgold.com slash Wayne. Yeah, HR1 bill is the voting rights bill. That's the one that we've been complaining about that 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 uh, makes permanent the complete and utter nonsense that happened this past year. Uh, so if this passes, you're going to have more nonsense. So secure that 401k that you've made so much money in in the last couple of years. You got to lock in those 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 earnings of your hard money. Don't be like some of the guys that I knew back in, in uh, uh, 2013, 2012, 2013, 2014, when they couldn't retire because their 401k was, it wasn't worth anything. Now it's worth something. You got to protect it. 
we are we are broadcasting on Facebook RT. Um, you well, uh, mm-hmm. we're not broadcasting on YouTube, but RT RT's YouTube. Um, Periscope, but that's going away. So if you're yeah. on Periscope, you need to get over to Rumble. I think right. you got two Easy. weeks left on a Periscope. Maybe, maybe a plus or minus a few days. You all got a couple weeks left. Yeah, just March 31st. That's the drop dead date for them. And D Live. D Live. We are also out, out there for D Live, but we're asking everybody to go over to Rumble. It doesn't take it. Look, y'all, it really doesn't take a lot to go over to Rumble. Rumble.com forward slash Wayne Dupree show. As a matter of fact, um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to show you something real quick. That's going to help out everybody. Uh, you can go to rumble.com. This is the, the web. This is the web interface right here. You see that rumble.com. That's what you see right now. Right. It now. Over to the left. Let me make this a little bit bigger. See there? There's a live right there. You mean to the right, top right screen if you're looking top at right. your monitor. Yeah. Top right. You see that top right right there? There's yeah. a live right there. You see that? Wayne Perfect. Live right there. If you click on that, that takes you right here. And then. Oh, that's easy. That's much easier that. than how I do it. You got do you all pay attention how to do that? Because that's a lot easier than what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> Just that easy. So, we, look, we, we want you – look, we, we left YouTube. Actually, we left YouTube a while ago, and then we decided that for CPAC, we were going to go back to YouTube just for that weekend, but we haven't gone back. We haven't gone back. Uh, Rumble is our home, so that's where we want you to go to watch the show and also comment in the comment section. Now – um, we, we're going to have a couple of guests a little bit later on today, but some of the news that's going on about right now, uh, you already know that the Dems are voting today on Biden's $1 trillion COVID package. Most of that has nothing to do with COVID as most of y'all know. Um, they- some of them call it stimulus package. The only thing getting stimulated it, it, not to be vulgar, but to stimulate it is San Francisco, yeah, New York City, and all right. the failed Democrat right. cities. Right. And, you know, they keep saying that um, this is the biggest progressive package of all time. Um, Probably. It's it looks like it's going to be bigger than um, what LG, LBJ put out there. So this, so now Biden has his name in the history books. As um, the new LBJ, I guess, with all this. But LBJ put out programs to create the issues that we have today. And he was aware that he was putting out those programs. Joe doesn't even realize what's going on today. Right. Joe's not putting out programs. He's just spending money. So, you know, when when they saying that, uh, you know, that this is this is the biggest progressive uh, 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 oh, and and then yesterday, before we left, we were like, yeah, um, there was a strategist that got on um, the news yesterday and said that this package, the $1.9 trillion package, is going to lift 50% of children out of poverty. That's a bunch of horn doggle bull crap. 
All and right. if it does lift up 50, what about the other? I mean, you brought that up. What about I, the other 50? Who picks and right. chooses? And right. And you know what? And I tell you this. I tell you this point blank. If it does, I'm switching parties. Well, not only that, but if it does, I will <laughs> beg. I will beg to do it again to get yeah. the other 50 out. I sure will. But here's the I question. Do them so, all. so is the money just delegated for specific things to lift them out of poverty? Or does the parent get it and then spend it on a big screen TV? Because if I, you get it and spend it on a big screen TV, how is that lifting the child out of poverty? The yeah, child exactly. doesn't get to decide. So in turn, I feel like that is a straight up lie. How yeah. can you say they're getting out of poverty if the par- if it goes into the parents' hands? They're, they could be doing heroin. They could just be randomly buying a new iPad for themselves, buying their new boyfriend something. I don't understand how you can make that statement and really not know where the money is going. I but isn't that know. what they do with everything? They make the statement and not know where the money is going. Don't even care. Don't care well, about uh, – just like with the teachers, that you don't have to show that you did something good. You just have to be there. Y'all know me. I ain't going to lie to you. If it lifts fifty percent of the kids out of poverty, <laughs> I'm switching parties. I'll be with you. I'll join you hand in hand. There we yeah. go. There we go. We got two. We got two. I'll, I'll, I'll Leah, jump in too. I just want to go thing. We got three. Hands, right. People switch parties together and hold hands like hands right. across America, kumbaya. Three sure potential will. potential Democrats. Three yep. potential. I'm, I'm waiting. My eyes you, wide open. Because we're saying that because it's a lie. It's a, It's not going to lift anybody out of poverty. It's not because it's not even going toward inner city poverty issues. It's going toward the Kennedy Center. Yeah, <laughs> There's it no is. poverty in the Kennedy what, Center. What was that? What was that? Like a hundred million again? Like the mm-hmm. Kennedy Center in these last three packages. So in 365 days, we've got in one year. We've got three packages now. The Kennedy Center's got more money in his past year than I think we've ever given them. Hashtag internal audit, or not independent audit, more like it. <laughs> right, independent audit. You guys even know what Center. goes on at the Kennedy Center? Like, have you ever been there? Like, what goes on there? I don't know. The, oh, no. Yeah, like, no one even really knows what it is. I do. Witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say. Isn't that when a skull and bones go to hang out? Yeah, follow the tunnels, the underground tunnels, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a we have a guest coming on, uh, Madam at CPAC. Uh, actually, I don't even think we got a chance to interview Miss CPAC, but I told him that uh, we would get him on the show. So that's one thing that I wanted to make. Um, you know, I take care of my promises. Um, this young man is running against. Uh, Maxine Walters out there in California. Uh, I, I've seen some of uh, what he's doing in the community and he is out there on the ground um, working hard. Uh, and he says he has a chance to beat Maxine Walters. Uh, let me show you uh, a campaign clip. And on the other side, we're going to have Mr. Joe Collins. No, are you a registered Republican? I am a bona fide registered proud black Republican. America is tired of Maxine Waters and her radical leftists. That's why black conservative Navy veteran Joe Collins is running for Congress. Joe isn't running because it's trendy or the cool thing to do. Joe is running because he loves his country and community. Can you help Joe Collins out today by contributing 2020 to his campaign? This will send a clear message to Maxine that 2020 
It's her last year in office. Together, we will defeat vaccine waters and put a real patriot in Congress instead. Thank you. God bless your family. And God bless America. I'm Joe Collins, and I approve this message. Right. With that said, Mr. Joe. Oh, wait, hold on. I thought I had Mr. Joe coming. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Let's morning. see. You out there in California, man. You up early, ain't you? Just after That was an incredible, yeah, we... incredible uh, ad there, man. Great, great job. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We have One a really thing... good team that put that stuff together for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and and actually, actually, on your website, there's a whole lot more videos that uh, people should um, get used to on your website. But you are running against Maxine Waters, uh, and uh, the and years of ineffective uh, policies to fix that community. Why are you doing this? Let let our audience know why you are doing this. What is motivating you? to do this and do you really feel like you have a chance to win what well, a motivation to run is, is is absolutely simple i'm from south central los angeles born and raised um you know had to move to texas when i was in high school because our house was shot up in a drive-by i joined the military in 2003 got out of the military in 2017 to get involved in politics and so south la is my home and you know maxine's been representing it for over 47 years i'm 35 years old and when i was growing up it was called the hood now why is it you know 35 years later still called the hood where's our progress where's our quality jobs our quality education we have none and that's direct representation of the leadership that's been there um as far as do we have a chance to win and absolutely we should have won the last election but we didn't pick up the ballots ballot harvesting is legal here in california and you know, assuming that everybody plays by the same rules was uh, was my fault. Now, wow. I, I can attest to that. I, I lived out there in uh, South LA. I had a shop actually in Southgate, South Central LA, and, and there's a reason why Linwood is called Lynn Hood still to this day. <laughs> uh, I mean, you had the Watts riots. Watts never recovered from the riots. You, you drive through Watts, and you'll see why. But so so you're you're going to show exactly how ineffective uh maxine at the age of 82 going to be 83 this august damn well <laughs> I, I don't think i have to show how ineffective she is you can you can write down a district and see for yourself i think what we need to do is show the people that you know i care about the community regardless of if i'm a republican or democrat i think that's the biggest issue and um, you know, roll out the plans to improve the community, education, bring quality jobs back, getting trades uh, back into school, things that actually matter, lowering the cost of living so people can be able to to live above the poverty line. Okay, so I saw one of your campaign videos, and in there you said, "I survived Maxine's district," and I thought that that was a powerful statement. Um, and then it goes on to say about how homelessness is up fifty three percent, gang activity forty three percent are living below the poverty line. And then the major blow, it's a 264% higher rates of homelessness under Maxine's belt. I don't understand how anyone would vote for her at this point. So I'm obviously you're in touch with the community. For those that are still on the fence, which I find it absolutely insanity, what, what are you doing to get them across to you? We're, we're taking care of the community. I mean, during our last 
uh, campaign for 2020. We giving away over 300,000 pounds of food. We giving away wow. over 15,000 pounds of school supplies, 25,000 backpacks. We've had on the spot hiring fairs. Uh, we were absolutely visible in the community. I'm I'm not untouchable. You can come to any one of my offices in the district and and call me, and I'll be right there. If I'm if I'm in uh, uh if I'm in California, um, staying actively engaged and showing that you know somebody actually does care for you. I will talk to you. We can make plans to uh, rebuild or get some government funding back to whatever organizations need it. You know, um, when you hear the word uh, Republican, especially these days. Uh, it's a it's a huge turnoff, and mm. uh, many minorities uh, within that community are probably politically homeless. Uh, and they and looking at some of the Republican leaders, they probably don't think that they relate to them, which is why they haven't signed on to the Republican Party. What do you talk about when you go into? those areas and uh, to to have them say, okay, I can trust Joe. Uh, I think what I talk about and what makes me different from everybody else is I keep it real. Um, being from South Central LA, I understand the things that I grew up with on a regular basis. It was hard for me to push a narrative in a community that that community doesn't understand. Like I, I'll give you an example. And this is an example that I use all the time. Um, in our community, we say that uh, well, a lot of people say that, you know, black Latinos are shot by cops. And if you would tell a, a regular Republican that or a conservative, they'll say, well, black people kill black people more than the cops kill black people. And I think that both of them are a problem. I don't think that one should be negated just because someone else has statistics as this. I said, if cops kill black people, then we got to figure out to a way to bridge the gap between the law enforcement and the community. But if black people are killing black people, then we got to figure out a way to stop that and, and deliver better influence to our communities. And so um, that's the difference between me and everybody else. I, I keep it real. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to deny the issues that we have in the black community. I'm not going to say that all cops are good, but I'm not going to say that all cops are bad. I'm not going to say that black people are not killing people more than everybody else, but I will say that there is an opportunity for us to create a better uh, community that everybody can live beneficially and um, have a, a better quality of life. Now, so, with the HR1 bill that is probably going to pass, how concerned are you with the mail-in voting? Because what I don't want to see again is everybody say, oh, it was the mail-in voting again. Like, we have to be proactive about this now. We have to combat that because it's coming. I think with, with HR1, just like with any bill, the bill is a problem. The lack of uh, leadership and the lack of action is the problem. So we complain about mail-in ballots all we want to. The fact that the matter is we never have Republicans going into the inner cities to engage with people regardless if they like us or not. So the mail-in ballots wasn't the problem. It was a lack of action from the people who are uh, allegedly <laughs> leaders in the Republican Party. You know, we were in the communities. We didn't collect ballots, but we complained about the people who did collect ballots. So I think that, you know, before we want to complain about something, we need to look at ourselves and find out what type of action do we take. I mean, going on social media and talking um, to our conservative, our Republican bases is all great, but that's not going to win you any elections. Hey, when you look back in history, do you remember the Gulf War and when it began? And you remember when Pan American Airlines filed for bankruptcy? Maxine was in office. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how, that's how long she's been around. And I know you bring up uh, the Republican Party, and we've talked about this on the show all the time. And I know Wayne has helped me to get my mind right uh, when, <laughs> when it comes to the Republican Party. And I complain about Chicago all the time. And I complain about our, our big city here in Cincinnati all the time. There is zero Republican outreach 
I know the Republican Party and the leaders, they will not invest money in something that doesn't that they can't see fruition. Um, if you're a candidate, they will not even look at you unless you're raising quarter million dollars. Uh, we got to hijack the party. But I mean, well, what do we do? I guess that's what I'm saying. My answer, I don't know what to do. I, I think that you know, uh, and I hate to say this, like a lot of Republicans have to have liberal mindsets. They expect the party to help you with whatever you want to, uh, but then they turn around and talk trash about people who are the government to help them in their own lives. One thing that we've been very effective at doing with our campaign is creating a machine to where we don't need the party. I will partner with the party to get certain things done, um, but it's strictly a partnership. We don't need the party to uh help us in our elections we don't need a party to outreach we have to stop expecting a party to do something we have to be able to create our own machines within our own organization so we can do our own outreach the party is not perfect at raising money the party is not perfect at community engagement the party is not perfect at picking candidates that's that's our job that's something that we have to do on a regular basis and so until we lose that mindset of we need the party to help us then we're always going to be in, in a liberal mind they thinking that somebody is supposed to help us do something and when they don't we get upset about it let me um we play we played a video yesterday and I want to play the first part of it to you and because you're out there in California I don't know if you know about this we just found out about it on Sunday but I want to get your take on Welcome back to the Big Sunday Show. San Francisco taxpayers are footing a 16.1 million dollar bill to shelter homeless people in tents. They're calling them villages. The tents come with a whopping price tag of $61,000 a piece per year. They even come equipped with bathrooms and food service and 24-hour security. The annual cost of one spot is one, in one of the sites is two and a half times the median rent for a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco. Wow. Leo, I'm... Joe, $61,000 for a tent... What the hell is going that's, on out there, man? That's what we got to deal with on a regular basis. And that's like one of the dumbest things I've heard in my entire life because it's like one thing that people have failed to consider right now is that the cost of living in California is extremely high. You know, and it's not that people can't afford to live, not that they don't have money. They can't afford to, to, to get housing. The cost of living goes up significantly. I mean, we can look at the gas prices, the housing prices. They're trying to cram everybody in between a four or five and one ten freeway and a beach. And it's just like, you know, that's not a sustainable plan. And all of these things are temporary solutions. Let's give some tents to homeless people. Okay, so what about lowering the cost of living so they can have, you know, their own place to live? How about bringing quality jobs? Like, how about removing some restrictions? on on development and building in, in in California that'll lower the cost of living but you know nobody ever thinks about that they come with the bright idea oh well let's put more tents on the streets and make the streets more dangerous because these people are getting I mean like we just left San Francisco and Sacramento and literally there's needles all over the streets so oh, people shit. have their little their little pots of their their junk and they can shoot up and you know people come bring them food and they keep it moving but wow. no jobs no no lowering the cost of living no finding out how we can reboost the California economy. And, and we have people that think that Gavin Newsom is doing an outstanding job. So for those no, who want to, go ahead. I was going to say, and no personal responsibility, no moral guardrails. There's, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's do what you will, when you will, how you will, whatever you will. Uh, back to South Central again, or, or south of L.A., 
I mean, there's whole sections of RVs and campers and trailers and industrial areas where where you've got dozens and dozens of people sleeping in a, a five-man RV, you know, that's 30, 40 years old, just sitting on the side of the street, and then they walk across the street and go to work. Whether they're legal or yeah. not, who knows? But but this is acceptable, I, I guess. And and, and that's that was always my problem. And, and I, I think that was the biggest reason why we left L.A. is because paying rent at $1,500 a month, you ain't never going to get a house. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Well, so, go ahead. I was just going to ask, people want to donate to you or follow you? Where can they find you? What's your website? My website is joecollinsforcongress.com. You can find me on all social media platforms at joecollins3. You got those Joe Collins shoes on? I love those shoes. I, love those <laughs> I, I do. I love them. One. Yeah, those <laughs> are awesome. You get a chance, watch his campaign video with his shoes on because those are cool. <laughs> yep. All right, Joe. Um, hey, look, thank you. I I know it's early, and I know that you are probably getting ready to do some community work out there, but uh, uh, connect with us again so that we can bring back on maybe even – uh, get a video out with uh, you on the street and uh, uh, talking to the people out on the street because that because that's something that we don't see a lot and yeah especially when it comes to candidates uh, but uh, you know good luck against Maxine Waters hopefully you can get her on stage for a debate. Hopefully. She ain't gonna do that. I know, I know. <laughs> that's like that's like trying to get Joe Biden to talk to the press. We know that's not. Gonna happen. <laughs> well, you know what? I got a I got a tip for you. Take take your debate stage to her house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> mean her mansion? Yeah. Which, just... which one? Right. Oh, oh, Isn't that sick? Isn't that sick? Wow. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you, light. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I talk to you. Okay, Joe. Joe is uh, again Joe Collins, congressional candidate for California Forty Three, uh, U.S. Navy veteran, and Joe Collins for Congress dot com. That is his connect. Joe Collins for Cong for. Glad to see him getting out there in the district and actually talking to the people. Um, real quick. We got a we got another um, guest coming up for you in just a few seconds. But if you are watching on Rumble, make sure you're sharing it on Rumble. If you're watching on Facebook, I put the Rumble link on my on my public page and my mm-hmm. private page. If you're watching on Facebook, share the Rumble link. Okay. Uh, again, we have given up on YouTube. We didn't get kicked off. We didn't get banned. We just left. Um, well, they they pretty much gave up on us. Well, they yeah. didn't make a yeah. searchable, uh, yeah. you know, the subscribers and notifications. Yeah. And then when you're supposed to get paid, yeah. the money that that is due you, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. and I look at I look at um, YouTube like I look at the Congress people. The American people gives you money. And YouTube takes half of it, or nearly half of it, the donations. And then they or, gaslight you and make you feel guilty for something you didn't do. <laughs> Politicians <laughs> take your money. Yeah. Then they 
then they throw these stimulus things out there, but then they're going to take your money again when during tax season. They're going to tax that stimulus that they just gave you. So they're going to get more money, and then they're going to give themselves raises to get more money. Right, and I mentioned this year, I just I, for those of you who have already filed your taxes, you already know, I filed mine last month. Lo and behold, the question came up. Did you get the first stimulus? And it showed me the amount. So they knew how much I was supposed to say yes to. And they said, did you get the second one? Because this is how much it should have been. I just say yes, do it, do it properly. And then the tax credits that you normally get every year in and year out, you don't get now. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, so was it a stimulus or was it, no. what the hell was it? It's Man, never been a stimulus. They are the biggest criminals, boy. It was for gender studies in Pakistan. It was yeah. for gender studies in Pakistan. Right. Wonder how much they had to pay back. And I know our, our candidate, a uh, phenomenal candidate, definitely. If you live out there in South Central, support him. There's no question about that. But he mentioned San Francisco. I was reading an article this morning that the San Francisco life is below like anything in the nation. The, the the cost of living is through the roof. People are unhappy to live there. They don't want to be there. I mean, it's just a really it's Democrat ideologies and policies that whether underground movement, I brought it up uh, at the beginning of the show. Yeah, they're yeah, actually that you brought them up. They're in office out there as the DA in San Fran Frico, letting people out on the streets and no bail and all that crazy nonsense. The weather on the ground, you said the weather on the ground is in California. Well, it's spread out throughout the nation, okay. but yeah. it, Bill Clinton pardoned uh, Ayers and Dorn yeah. and all yeah. the all the others, pardoned them all. But now they're in office. They're holding academia. They're yeah, uh, district attorney out that. in San Francisco. I mean, yeah. they're in politics. President Trump sent a cease and desist letter to three GOP <laughs> groups demanding that they stop raising money off of his name. If that's one thing that President oh, Trump is proud of, that's his name. Even though that they didn't have the him. Democrats and the rhinos have tried to destroy his name, that's one thing he is proud of is his name. However, the Republican Party has defied Trump, or at least that's what they're that's what it's looking like. And they said that they will continue using his name in fundraising appeals because he approves of it or he has approved of it. What do y'all think? It's a time and a place where it's got to stop. Donald Trump built up his brand and the Trump name uh, worldwide with the likes that, I, I don't know, maybe Kiss might be in second place behind him. But but the Trump brand worldwide is huge. He did that. His team did that. And, and it was a lifetime of work to make that happen. And for the Republican Party now, after all said and done now, to continue to steal off that because they're losers and they got no new ideas. Sorry. I'm just shocked actually by it because the Republican Party doesn't fight for their people. They didn't fight for Trump. Right. And all of a sudden they fight on this. They haven't fought on anything in the past eight, four years for him or ever. And now they're fighting him on this. This is the one thing they chose to fight on and go again. That's a great but point. They laid, they laid down yes. and roll over on everything else. Yes. <laughs> We got um we have another guest that is joining the show. Uh he is the uh, um a, a, a podcaster, uh, uh a radio voice out there. 
Um, he has a show, Dead Talk, today. Uh, he, his name is Eric Carroll. What's up, Eric? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Wayne? Um, Dead Talk today. Dead Talk today. So I guess you talk about dads and stuff. Yeah, man, the, the the fatherless issue, it's an epidemic going on right now. And uh, I wanted dad talk and it had a lot of money because it's a very commonly searched theme. So got that today, we got it for half price. Okay. Did you have a booth at CPAC? We did. Yes, sir. I saw you there. I was like, what the? It had a crowd of people and everybody standing around watching you, man. So great job. Hey, I appreciate, uh, appreciate that. You know, we talk about an issue that's not commonly talked about and it was an issue that people were glad to talk about many of our legislators and our candidates that are running have been through these issues so they was really excited about it and uh, we love cpac man so why did you start the podcast what did give me the background and all that all right so i was a single father that went through divorce and was raising my two daughters uh, on my own and i jumped straight back into a relationship and i got with someone that it was a nightmare guys and uh <laughs> once i started trying to get custody of my child I start going to these family lawyers and I see the, the racket that's going on. I paid $400 to consult with one for an hour. And he told me it was cheaper to keep her. I needed to get back with her. That's <laughs> oh my, not happening. I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Hey, what, oh, man. You, you got to run from the succubus. Can't, yeah. I, yeah, you can't stay. Wow. It's you a swamp. Run. And then I, I go to another lawyer. He tells me you got one of the best cases I've heard of, but I need $10,000 on retainer. And he's like, I don't have 10,000. I'm a single father. I started realizing it's like our kids are a product out of divorce. They know you'll pay to see your kids, and they made a big business out of it. What? Uh, and, yeah, these these um, these policies that are being pushed by daddy government is not the best thing for America's family. And one thing one thing that uh, we need to realize as Americans, and I'm sure that you can expand on this, is that the fam I, the reason why America is suffering so much. It's not from the top down. It's from the bottom up. A lot yep. of families are split. And when the family is split, that that leaks into the community. Well, it, it leaks into the neighborhood. The neighborhood leaks into the community. The community leaks into the city. City into the, the region, the state. And then the state goes nationwide. Then you have a broken America. Am I right? Oh, absolutely, man. The breakdown in the nuclear family. If you get parents out of the household that can actually teach their kids morals, you can control a nation. And I'm, I'm afraid for the next generation that's coming up. A lot of them are growing up without their parents. And uh, I guess you see, man, it's lost. We've had what Peter Pan, Dr. Seuss, all this in the yeah. past week and the direction that our uh, nation is going in. Potato I'm very head. scared of the future for our kids. Yeah, potato head. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we talk about this on a show quite often, but um, when we talk about the morals and we talk about the nuclear family, um, I, I, I bring this up because it was part of me growing up and, and may, may you as well. Uh, we, we were forced to go to church. We hated church and it was, yeah. a, it was a pain and, and oh, it's so painful and boring and whatnot. But, but after we, uh, ran recluse and, and straight into a bridge abutment in our twenties, we realized, oh, wow. Man, I, I need to get back to church, get myself straight. I, this this generation doesn't have that. 
No, and it's it's kind of interesting you say that. I was a pastor's son. Both of my granddads were pastors, so Why? I grew up in that. So I really, I really, you know, kind of had a little chip on my shoulder when it came to church because I had to go to the revivals and everything as soon as I would come home from school. But as I got older, I started realizing those morals that my parents had instilled in me, and they came back around all those values that I once took for granted. And that's again, that's what I'm afraid that this generation's not going to have. You know. Now you use in one of your interviews I heard you say something about a parental what did you call it where one parent gaslights the other what's that called the per term? parental alienation it's where one parent brainwashes the child to not want a relationship with the other parent and when I first started this I thought that it was rare this is a very common thing. And just like false allegations, false allegations are at an all time high. We're seeing them in our politics and we're seeing them in the families. If somebody makes a false accusation of molestation or domestic violence, it just completely cripples that other parent. And to prove their innocence is very, very hard. And these attorneys are almost pushing people to do that, to get the upper hand. And we, we've got to stop that. Well, I've seen that firsthand myself. Uh, I, I said I came from a twice broken home, adopted, and then the family I was adopted into went through a, a wretched divorce. And I saw that firsthand. And I saw where the, the each parent, whoever we were with, that parent, we, we would side with that parent. And right. then we'd go back to the other one, and we would talk crap about that one to that because mm -hmm. of the positive reinforcement that we got when we were with mom. She wanted all the juice on, on dad. And so we got that positive reinforcement. Then we were with him and then he would give us that reinforcement of positive. Uh, we're talking about her and, and the, the, the breakdown of the child, the destruction and the abuse, the mental abuse of these children. Uh, how do we, where do we start? Well, got some solutions. It's, it's not a one, you know, size fits all solution, but marriage, we're at a 55% divorce rate in America right now. Over half of our marriages are ending in a divorce. You're taking two people that at once upon a time, they loved each other. Now you're putting them in court, fussing over the dog, the house, all this. If we had some legislation that said mom and dad are created equal, okay, and they get equal custody upon divorce, and it promotes co-parenting, working together, even though you're not together, you still got a relationship for your children and doing what's in their best interest. If we had some legislation like that, I believe a lot of this would start to heal itself. What what do uh, what do a lot of your listeners uh, talk to you about, or what are some of their main issues uh, that they come to you with? Well, one, what they're having to spend inside a family court to be with their children. I had a guy a month ago. Uh, he had been listening to my show from the very beginning. And uh, he had reached out to me at Thanksgiving. He had what they call the silver bullet, a false allegation, molestation or domestic violence. He had proved that he didn't do it. They had footage to show that he had never done any of this. He was completely exonerated. And a, a couple of weeks ago, when he went to pick up his kids, the father-in-law got out of the car and shot and murdered him. I mean, and then just yesterday, guys, we had another father up in Pennsylvania uh, when he got to the custody exchange to pick up his kids, mom's boyfriend killed him and his girlfriend. And then we had a father right after that. I got the news in New York that mom's boyfriend beat his 10 year old son to death. This I is see, uh, th th there's a common thread with these women. Uh, they they got to stop. They got to stop doing to these men and these men get triggered and they want to fix it. Yeah. I, do you think that that's why judges side on the women's side more than the men? Because it's more likely the men that are doing the shooting and the killing of the women? 
Well, I, I got to be honest with you. There is a law, and you'll have to read up on it, but it's called Title IVD, Title 4D of the Social Security Act. The states mm -hmm. actually make incentives uh, from the federal government off of every dollar that's paid in child support. So it's in their best interest to make sure this guy is paying two or $3,000 a month because the state's getting more kickbacks from that. It's been incentivized and nobody should be making incentives off the destruction of broken mm. families. And that's, you know, the, the mainstream, the most people in modern society, they don't know about this. This is really important stuff. I mean, that's what's breaking down our country. We've got to get the, the number one solution to everything we're seeing going on right now is making sure those parents are in their home with their kids. Mm -hmm. And, uh, wow. you know, these judges are making money, making sure that that doesn't happen. Attorneys and it's a swamp. It really is a swamp. So say that again. You said that the, that the, that the judges or the state or who's getting extra kickbacks off of uh, these um, these child support payments or whatnot. The state is making incentives. The federal government reimburses them, especially when it comes to like welfare and different things like that. And it's hinder, hidden under the Social Security Act, but there's many other ways they're making money. Like if you're a father that's paying child support or mothers, this happens to them as well. It's an 85% dad issue, but they're getting their butts handed to them too. Uh, every time you pay child support, they, they charge you like a $3.50 processing fee. Now that might not seem like much, but when you got 25 million parents in the United States that are paying child support, and yeah. every month you get that three dollars and fifty cent processing fee, guys. It's a business. You, you know, now that you say that, I know an individual, a mom, that was finally able to claim the the, the ex husband on her taxes, and he hasn't paid anything whatsoever. Yeah. And so she claimed it for the corona check and all that stuff, so she could at least get something for the children. Yeah. All of that went through the feds first. And it funneled out and it wound up coming back to her. It didn't go from the IRS to her bank account. It went through the government and it got their sticky fingers on the money that she so desperately needed. Right. Well, I heard you talking about the stimulus checks before I came on here. I mean, there's ways if you are uh, a father or a mother that was in arrears, they took your stimulus check from you. And then there was incentives made off of that. They made their money back in many different ways. And we're talking about where some people were, were without jobs. You know, some of these people aren't deadbeats. They're dead broke. Right. And it, it's yeah. hard. You know, yeah. I think there has got to be some type of maximum. I believe kids do need support, but they need their parents more than anything. And if we make sure that both are doing their jobs, uh, child support wouldn't be as big of an issue as people make it out to be. Like so that. what what is your best advice for a dad or mom that's going through this right in the heat of it? They haven't seen their child in almost a year. What is like the number one piece that helped you through what you were through personally? What what could you give them? Finding other parents that are going through the same thing and talking about it when you're going through this, you feel like you're the only one, and it's it kind of makes you feel like you're a loner. There are so many people that are going through these issues, guys, and if you find yourself getting in that highly contentious divorce, uh, make sure you document everything because when you go to court, you can say she did this, she did that, she did that. You've got to be able to prove it. OK, and these people are really good at what they do. When we talk about alienators and parental alienation, a lot of times narcissism and mental health issues are tied along to it. They are good at what they do. <laughs> so you got to make sure that you're on your toes, ready to respond for when it comes your way. You know what I like? I like that you have taken the fight to the issue. Um, that you haven't sat on the side because there, there are a lot of people that are going through or that have gone through what you have gone through and they probably have great stories, but they're so broken and hurt that they, 
but um, they're in that state of depression that they can't get out to make a difference and uh, um, get healing through helping other people. And I, I can see through what you're doing that you are helping a lot of people. Um, Where can people reach out to get you? Well, well, actually, real quick, I'd like to give a statistic on that, Wayne. Okay, please, Suicide please. in men in their 20s and 30s is seven times higher than that of women. And most of that's tied into the family law issue. Wow. Where um, where do you see or what do you want your your voice to go in the future with Dad Talk Today? What do you want people to know about what you're doing and how can they help you? I'm a little bit different than most shows. Dad Talk is the show I want to end. I want to find solutions. Let's get them in place so I can go and do shows like what you're doing right there. You know, that's what I inspire to do. But until these laws are changed, right. um, it's a fight that we're in. And I, I just want to see everybody come together because it's going to take us getting the awareness out there um, to make this happen and finding out things about like Title 4D. That's never been said on a big platform. And I believe if people knew that the states was making incentives, they wouldn't go for that. So, yeah, I didn't even know about that. First time I mean, I've ever heard any of this. I yeah. Didn't know about that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, to hear that, that's 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 uh, that's very that's frustrating. Yes, sir. Like anybody, man. Okay, so we got um, dad talk today at gmail.com, www.dadtalktoday. Um, any last any last thoughts you want to leave for the audience? Hey guys, we need everybody involved. Uh, we're probably the biggest on Facebook. We've grew to around a quarter of a million, and that's just in a year's time. I will say, since we've got back to CPAC, I've seen my numbers. It seems like if you're, uh, you're posting conservative content, they just completely censor the crap out of you, and it's frustrating because we put so much work in to making this content. But anybody that can show up and support, we need it. We're up against a $55 billion a year industry and we're having a hard time getting donations, but we're going across the country talking to our legislators and we want to find the candidates that support us because they're the ones we're going to support in return. Hey, that said, my man, thank you so much, Eric. Um, what, what day do you broadcast and what time do you broadcast? It's it's kind of weird because I know I need a set time, but like tomorrow I'm going up to Michigan. We're going to the state capitol to meet with legislators. The week after that, I'm going to Iowa. So I've got 50 different interviews that we did. Um, Jim Jordan, Mike Lindell, and a lot of those guys at CPAC that I haven't even got to post yet um, because they got to be edited down. So we usually try to do it on, around Monday or Tuesday. Later on tonight, the family of the guy that got murdered, I was telling you about in Idaho, John Mass. His family will be coming on to tell some of the details on that. So you just, just try to watch the schedule. I try to post a day before we do an interview and uh, join us live. We we need you. Thank you, man. Thank hey. you. Hey, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I'm on his Facebook page right now. And there's yeah. a store. There's a store there, guys. You, you buy stuff. Help support the guy. Absolutely. What a phenomenal you know cause. It's crazy what he said about CPAC because I watched our numbers actually go high prior to CPAC. As soon as you went live, CPAC, then I started to watch our numbers go, and I thought, here we go again with Facebook. They're suppressing again. I mean, that's sickening. Well, they knew the time. They knew when CPAC was on. Yeah. You know, they got our IP. They actually had probably access to everybody's IP address because the hotel set up. And oddly enough, all the internet for everybody went down at one time. Shut everybody's show down. It sure did. 
It's Isn't that the, everybody's show is completely shut down at um, three thirty? Three thirty yep. on Wednesday on Thursday, I think. Hmm. It was. Yeah, our first day. Um, yeah, Arkansas passed its first statewide ban on all abortions except for in medical emergencies. That's definitely going to the Supreme Court. Um. Hmm. 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 That's headed in the right direction, though. Hold on. Hold on now. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Come on, man. Spit it. What? What? What do y'all think about that? Go ahead, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, there's three different excerpts in there. Which one? That they passed it? Or that, that it's not just for abortions that medical emergencies are the exception? Like, what are we, what are you asking my opinion on? What do you think about them passing the ban on all abortions, except for a medical emergency? I'm not surprised. I mean, this is what they've been trying to get done. Um, this is what the Democrats have been fighting them on. Democrats say, kill, kill, kill. Just kill them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they're newborn coming right out or if they're three months in there. Kill them. Arkansas we, says no. We don't want to do that. Right. And when we talk about medical emergencies, if you do any kind of research whatsoever, you will find these doctors say, in a medical emergency, the quickest, fastest, safest for the woman. Maybe she's going through a heart attack. Maybe a high blood pressure, medical, whatever. We're going to lose the mom or we're going to lose the baby. The fastest, most safest way to do it, deliver the baby. Deliver a healthy baby. So, so literally, it is going to be extremely rare, from what I've seen doctors say, to have uh, legitimacy for an abortion, which is phenomenal because people 100 years from now are going to look back. As we look back on slavery now, people are going to look back on our society now and say, oh, my God. What but remember, though, medical emergency doesn't mean when you're just in labor. And the only reason why I'm saying that to you is I had preeclampsia with my daughter, and they told me, do not ever, ever, ever get pregnant again because you will die. You will be very close to death. My blood pressure was like 200 over 190. Um, and my doctor had said to me, if, in fact, you would become pregnant again and you get into a medical emergency four months into your pregnancy, like you did this one, you would be eligible for an abortion. So they're also talking about that type of medical emergency, too, where you could not deliver the baby. You're five months pregnant, but your blood pressure is 200 over 190, and you're ready to stroke out on the table. My, my sister-in-law uh, gave birth at five months, and the girl is a beautiful six-year-old. Three, three months, four months, because my preeclampsia right. started. So what do you do then? That's what I'm just asking. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm a disagreeing with the issue because I'm just questioning that what would a woman do? You're only three and a half months pregnant. And your blood pressure is 200 over 190. And they're saying you're probably going to stroke out and die. What are you going to do for the next nine, six months? And the baby, you can't deliver it. It doesn't even have lungs yet. I can't even imagine how rare that situation is, though. I am. But it happens even one time. I am. And most of you know, I'm, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. My, um, my, I was adopted. My uh, birth mother uh couldn't make up and couldn't make up her mind whether to have me or to get rid of me and uh then the state came in when i was born and then she didn't know whether to keep me 
or to get rid of me. So the state came in and put me in social services. Is that what it's called? Right. Okay. So with that said, I am pro-life or I wouldn't be here. Um, and if you do this ban of all abortions, I understand. And I say, okay, because I am against abortion. But a whole, I but Pandora's box is getting ready to open if that's the case. A Pandora's box is getting ready to open for a whole lot of issues. Such as? Climate change. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Uh, I thought you meant in, in general with abortions. No. I'm, no. I'm seeing you're, you're saying it will branch out into other oh, issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not making the connection. Oh. oh um. If they, if they ban if they ban the murder of babies, that's a good thing across the board. It's then we'll thing. have. Well, hold on, we'll, wait a minute. It's a good thing for those who believe in it. Yes, you're right. It's a bad. Well, thing when you show the woman the heartbeat, and you show the woman the baby, matter. it doesn't it, matter. It's a human being. Right. So you're saying, Wayne, if they ban all gas cars for people that don't like gas cars, that's a good thing. But for the other people, it might be an issue. They could do that. Uh, well, if they ban real meat and everybody has to eat, eat genetically modified meats, like, you know, they want all vegetarian meat. So you're saying if they can ban abortions, then technically the left should be able to have their beliefs too, that red meat is not good for you. In turn, you must eat this 3D printed meat because you're saving lives. Or, or yeah, I mean, they can- so That's Pandora's that. box. They can do, I mean- Pandora, Pandora's box can and 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 actually with this bill, this um HR one, Pandora's there is no more top to Pandora's box. You're not, not gonna serious. you are not gonna put the top back on the box after this thing is signed. It's done, it's over. So they can come back with we let you ban abortions. Now we need to ban red meat. We gotta do something. Okay, well, I disagree with that premise completely, and I know Democrats will probably go after it. I disagree with that on the basis that life is life. You and, and, and to, and, to move, hold on, hold on. Your blinders are stuck on life. I'm talking about everything else. I'm talking about everything else. You I know, just I can't, know, but, yeah, I mean, couldn't they justify that a cow's life is life? So therefore, you have to ban meat. Well, it's an animal. Animals are completely animals are, don't have a soul. It's their life. I don't have a soul. It's their life. India. Well, how's it alive? <laughs> I know how. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, and, okay. And they roam the streets and they cause all kinds of havoc. Yes, yeah, I know. I mean, you know. <laughs> they, they, no, they, they, as much as people love their cats and their dogs, I understand you, you, you make this psychological connection. I know you're baby. talking about. They're right, called baby. Right, and I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to put you down. I'm you not going to say anything bad. They're called what, babies? Yeah, animals. Are I'm just saying, you know, the Democrats, that's exactly what they're going to go for. They're cutthroat. If you ban abortions because you feel like life is life, they're going to come back and say, well, cows are life, pigs are life. They breathe air, they bond with their parents, they drink uh, the milk of their parents just like humans do. That is life. Have, you need to they, 3D they, print meat. They're animals you know and they don't have, are. I know, but they're animals and they don't have human. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. But okay. you know what AOC is going to say? 
She's not going to, you can tell her that and she's going to say, but they breathe life and and they they have emotions. You know it. I understand. And many people, yes, it is murder when you abort a baby. All I'm saying is, and, 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 and I, I mean, if the people of Arkansas agree with this, that's fine. That's their state. I'm pro-life. I'm against, I'm, I will always be against abortion. Mm -hmm. That's me. That's what I believe. I'm just saying that the same thing I said when President Trump did the national emergency for the border wall. When the Democrats get in office, they're going to use that national emergency on some bullcrap stuff. And there's nothing that we, yeah, I know we're going to complain about it. Yeah, yeah, we're going to fuss and tweet about it. But we don't have any candle to hold to it because President Trump used a national emergency, which was in his, which was in the interest of America to build the border wall with emergency funds. They can come out right now and use emergency funds for Obamacare. They can use emergency funds for electric cars. <laughs> they can use emergency funds for the Second Amendment if they wanted to. They can lie and create some of it. So and they do right, and they do. Yeah. Next week they're coming up with a. Now I I know I know me and Brian go back and forth on this Second Amendment thing. Next week they're supposed to be voting on this Second Amendment thing. I know. We'll in, see. In Congress, I, I if they make it a national emergency, if Biden strokes it on a pen or whatnot, there's nothing. I mean, you can't complain. Well, actually, you can complain, but you're complaining at a wall. Because it well, was but, with the last administration. But, but see, we, we've got we've got amendments that, that, that in our constitution that, that are inherently given to us by our creator. Freedom of assembly, freedom of church, freedom amendment, to worship, freedom to defend myself. Amendment, you you amendment can't was, amendments was given to us by our forefathers, not creators. Uh, right. Inalienable <laughs> rights given to us by God. Well, now, our, the, our founders, our founders, our forefathers wrote on paper the what was given rights. to us by God. The unalienable rights was already in the Constitution, right? These right. basic rights that we, these truths that we hold dear, the given to us by God. Right, but the but the unalienable rights was created in, in the initial Constitution based yeah. on what I mean. They wrote. Saying. The amendments are to change things. Of course, I mean, and and you can say they were spiritually, you know, intervention. The amendments are the rules for the government, what the government can't do. And they don't like that. No, it's changes to what was done before that might not have covered everything or they want to make changes to it because they didn't like what was done before. That's what amendments are. Right? No? Yeah. No, like right. the first. I, I mean, are you, uh, maybe I'm I maybe I'm crossing wires here. I, I don't understand yeah. where you come from. Okay. Um, when something isn't, it, I mean, again, uh, amendments are to make something clear or to change something that they don't like. Okay. Okay. For instance, we had slaves. We made an amendment, 14th Amendment, 15th Amendment, Emancipation Proclamation. You know, because, free, because those things all men, the right, right, right. Exactly. All men created equal. Those things weren't in the Constitution. Right. First Amendment, 
right, right. to speech. We want right. that known Second Amendment right to defend yourself. We want that known. Okay. You, you start adding things. That's why people go around saying, well, if, well, if you don't like this, uh, create an amendment to the Constitution. Okay. Well, that's tough to do. Yeah, but I mean, that's it's really tough to hard do. to do. Yeah. Right. It's tough to do, but that's usually what people say. If you don't agree with something in the Constitution, write an amendment for it and then pass it through Congress. It's tough to do. That's why a whole lot of people don't do it. <laughs> and then, or the executive orders come out of nowhere. You know, well, like, right. and people might not even know. There's a way they, around an amendment. Right. Know? Well, and people might not even know, but the, um, um, the ban on alcohol, that's still in our, that's still there. They just put it, made an amendment to that, which mm -hmm. is still there. 21st Amendment. They made the amendment to amend, um, what am I looking for? The ban on alcohol. What was, uh, ban on alcohol. <laughs> so it's still there. The ban is still there in the, on, on the books. Just, they made an amendment to say that that doesn't count anymore. Yeah. Hmm. So there's your little amendment lesson for the day. He's not. He's not. I don't think you can. <laughs> you can't amend. You can't amend the Second Amendment to say well, they tried in 2010. They tried to say, "Here's our amendment to the Second Amendment, a right to you have to be in a militia," and they redefined militia as a military organization. They tried to amend it, but it didn't happen. And so that's where I. I get frustrated with these politicians who are coming after the second amendment to amend it to mean something it never intended to mean. Right. You can amend an amendment. Yes. Right. That's okay. So I think, I think if you circle back to everything else, <laughs> then you know. we're on the same page. Right. I was literally going to just say schoolhouse rock, but Quentin beat me to it. Yeah. Oh no. Well, that's awesome. I take that as badge of honor. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Become a bill on the hill. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show today. Tomorrow's Thursday. We got some more guests coming up. You got some more guests. You got some more guests for you. Um, let us know how we can support you guys other than joining Patreon and sharing the show. You can't let's see. You can go to our sponsors. Yeah. You could do that. You could go to our could mail to box. If you're currently using CBD for any reason, here's now a chance, an opportunity to try a product that we support, we believe in. It works. I've tried it. I've used it. My sister tried it. My sister used it. My mom tried it. My mom used it for them. I mean, I got three in a row right now. So if you're currently using CBD. Yeah, right. If you're currently using CBD, jump over to uh, cbdlion.com backslash Wayne Dupree and get 20% uh, off. 20 save, save up 20%. And then to really pamper yourself, get your CBD gummy, take one of those, and then get yourself a MyPillow or maybe a MyPillow weighted blanket or the MyPillow towels, which soak up all the water, the MyPillow sheets. Wait till you feel those sheets on your body. You will, you will not the, imagine the feeling. Right, and the topper comes with two free pillows. There you go. So all you have to do is go to mypillow.com and uh, radio specials and code word Wayne. Wayne is the key word to all three. <laughs> right. Wayne right. will set you free to relaxation and comfort. 
And gold. And gold. Right. And knowing that your 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 four hundred one k is secure, knowing that your money is taken care of, backed by gold, no other way to do it. Um. Let me see. I all three of these are our sponsors, and we believe in them totally. We believe in them totally, or we wouldn't even push it out to you. Like, like we said, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some gold for my kids because I, because I don't believe in the government to do anything good for my kids. Right. Okay. The my pillow. That's for me. The my pillow works for my head and my back. The uh, how do you call it? The the mattress topper works for my back. Um, and for a nice comfort feel, the CBD line, and I really hope that y'all try this. I I really do. I really hope that y'all try this. The CBD line is for pain, anxiety, stress. It works, ladies and gentlemen. It is n- this. Uh, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I gotta I gotta get this. Look at my eyes. <laughs> I'm serious as a heart attack and two strokes power. This that CBD works. Uh, I mean, the way that all three of us connected and talked to each other when we got it and how we used it and whatnot, it made believers out of all of us. Something I wanted to mention about the vape pens. They have the CBD vape pens. If you're trying to quit smoking, this is this comes from a smoker. Gets nervous and gets anxious. Move to the vape pens. Nervous and anxious. Hit the vape. Try the CBD vape pen. Get off the nicotine. Get away from all that garbage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy in the chat says, I've ordered from MyPillow and CBD line, and now I'm sleeping like a baby. Hey. I love you, Nancy. Hey. hey. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. Teresa says, listen to him, folks. It works. The products are high quality. And she's talking about CBD. Absolutely. We, we're not just telling you this. Here you go. Teresa, Teresa says, listen to them, folks. And the gummies smell amazing. It just, they're so delicious. And I always have to show them off because they're so pretty. Look how pretty they are. So, <laughs> eat two of them. Take a break. Thank you, Nancy. Um, and and today, today wouldn't be a day without putting somebody on Oblivion Island. So, um, <laughs> Someone's going to the island. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, Quentin says Mike Lindell is setting up a new site. Is that right? I haven't heard. Uh, Quentin's usually on top of it. Um, yeah. you know, well, that's cool. I have to look into that. I, mean, I would assume he is, considering he's running for some type of office. He would have to start somewhere. And Tim, Tim says Fleet Farm still sells my pillow. Yeah, now everywhere when I go shopping, I automatically notice if they're still selling my pillow or not. So, yeah, support. support. Uh, New York Post uh, 23 hours ago said that Mike Lindell claims he's launching his own social media site. That was uh, New York Post. Good friend. So, so we'll stay on top of that. Why not? Really? That'd be to join it as soon as it launches live. Hmm. Give him a call. See what he's doing. I I am on so many. It's crazy. It's it's almost (laughs) insanity. Like, I'm not going to do that. There's just too many. I mean, I understand you have to. But I mean, I try to keep up. It's impossible. 
spend all day on it. Well, just sign up, and then I forget about it. And when I go back, I use the same uh, name, you know, my name, Brian Smith, for all of them. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that you mentioned here recently, I went back and said, there's already a user on that. I, I, oh, right. I made one up back in the day, and I forgot about it. Yeah. So how about Joe at the hardware, st- hardware store? Not taking questions, shoot away, so that way nobody could ask him questions yesterday. Boy, did he look lost. Oh, I mean, yeah, so I'll be honest with you. I've seen Alzheimer's patients in stores, like because my, my mother used to take care of Alzheimer's patients, and she would come in. Her name was Mildred, and she would enjoy herself. She would go grocery shopping with us. She looked less lost, lost than what he did yesterday. That's alarming. Oh my Lord Jesus, you are so great in all of your magnificent splendor. Um, all right, man. I know, I know. That I just gave. That just came to me. Uh, we are getting ready to go. Last thoughts, y'all. Last thoughts. That was my last thought. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a lot going on here when it comes to politics. It comes to, as I mentioned earlier, before weather underground movement. There's a lot of these historical events that we have uh, been forgotten, and the media wants us to forget. Look at the new shiny thing over here. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Slow down every once in a while. Dial it back and uh, start talking to your kids about some of the historical things that have happened in the past, about where the Clintons come from, about what the government, what, what the Biden, Biden, his history. Uh, it's all over the TikToks now, but still. Keep on playing, Quentin. Keep on playing. Oh, Quentin. Wayne is a biscuit. <laughs> Quentin dances on the edge there, don't he? <laughs> Keep on playing, Quentin. <laughs> Keep on playing, Quentin. Oh boy, Quentin, I'm 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 stamping tickets to Oblivion Island just a quick. And Brian looks like Shaggy from Scooby. <laughs> no, Shaggy looked homeless. He was homeless chic. I don't know. Homeless. He I thought only, he was more like he only had this. He had this little patch. I know I've been watching Scooby-Doo with the kids for the past three days. They love oh, yeah? it. Yeah. It is good. It is good. Well, look, Shan, um, Quentin, Quentin is at least letting us know one thing. Quentin has not moved to Rumble. Oh, Quentin. Oh, uh-oh. Why are you procrastinating? Uh-oh. You better not be a procrastinator, Quentin. Uh-oh. Recall mm-hmm. Newsom. Newsom, uh, yeah, Newsom real quick is kind of over 50,000. Signatures. Signatures for his recall. Yeah. I just hope y'all got somebody in the waiting. That's not, not Republican. Don't don't throw up. Right. Don't throw up Arnold Schwarzenegger likes. Oh, don't regurgitate that. He gave a state of a he gave a state of state address. I don't I've never had one. One of you two said that you'd mail me one. Never did. Damn, I only Wayne, have why, this. Wayne, why didn't you mail it to her? I only have this. Wayne, why didn't you mail it to her? He said he was going to mail it to her. Did I? Yeah, you did. did well, wait. Why don't I send you a black one? Yes, please. Because <laughs> I only have, I only have one, I only have one white one. You look like you got a bullet head with that too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this thing. Look at that. <laughs> look at, the, look at that. Put on your other glasses with that hat. My other glasses. Yeah. We're gonna crack up. Oh, this is gonna be yeah, these. No, the other one. <laughs> oh, those ones. Yeah. The, 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 
What are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, that's not done.